So here is the story of the birth of Jesus the Anointed, and it's quite a remarkable story. Mary was engaged to marry Joseph, son of David. They hadn't married, and yet sometime well before their wedding date, Mary learned that she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, because he was kind and upstanding and honorable, wanted to spare Mary's shame. He did not wish to cause her more embarrassment than necessary. Now, when Joseph had decided to act on his instincts, a messenger of the Lord came to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to wed Mary and bring her into your home and family as your wife. She did not sneak off and sleep with someone else. Rather, she conceived the baby she now carries through the miraculous wonder-working of the Holy Spirit. She will have a son, and you will name him Jesus, which means the Lord saves, because this Jesus is the person who will save all of his people. Joseph woke up from his dream and did exactly what the messenger had told him to do. He married Mary and brought her into his home as his wife, though he did not consummate their marriage until after her son was born. When the baby is born, I will name him Jesus, Savior, Emmanuel, God with us.
Amen. God is good. And all the time. God is good. What good it is to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Let us go to him in prayer. Gracious and holy God, thank you for the goodness of music. Thank you for the joy of music, for how it stirs our hearts, for how it draws us uh, in, how it draws us into you. So Lord, this morning as we continue to hear your voice, uh, draw us closer, that in drawing us closer to you, we may draw close to one another, recognizing who each person is and the joy that's needed to be spread into the world. In your name we pray. Amen. We don't think of Christmas as a season to be afraid. That's Halloween with its scary costumes and surprises. That's the 4th of July with fireworks exploding in the sky with a big bang. There's a lot happening in our scripture and in our worship series this season. Angels have brought a message each week. First was to Zechariah, then to Mary. And each one of them, each time, shared the same message. Do not be afraid. With Zechariah, we learned that the opposite of hope that derives from fear is despair. The opposite of hope is despair. With Mary, we learned that the opposite of peace that derives from fear is denial. The opposite of peace is denial. This week, the focus is on Joseph. And the opposite of joy that derives from fear is worry. Don't worry, Joseph. Be happy. I tried to sing first service. It didn't work well, so I'm just going to read the songs to you. <laughs> Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. We can sing this together. Don't worry. Be happy. In every life we have some trouble, but when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. I'm not sure, though, that Joseph was into music. Worry is the illusion. Is the illusion that we can somehow prevent tomorrow's heartache. When we live in worry, we live not in the present, but our minds keep tending to this unknown future. We often miss the joy of what is occurring right now. And we also miss out in the opportunities to be fully present to one another. When we are absent of our joy, it's difficult. It's difficult to create more joy in the world. Most pregnancy announcements probably conjure up both joy and worry. Our son Davis turned 21 on Friday. We announced the expectation of Davis on the same day we told our first church that we had received a new appointment and would be moving. There was both excitement and angst for us and for the people of the church. It must have been so for Joseph as well. He chose to believe that the angel messengers thinks that things would be all right. His honoring of Mary, instead of giving into the worry of what might happen, was a gift for all of humanity. Joseph knows in the scripture that Mary's pregnant and is faced with a dilemma. The angel's role here is to intervene. The Holy Spirit's role changes the course of human history. The course of human salvation history. 
Jesus was born by the action of the Holy Spirit. Let's look back at the scripture this morning. Turn to Matthew chapter 1 verse 18. As we see, Mary was found to be child from whom? The Holy Spirit. And again, look at verse 20. The child conceived in her is from whom? The Holy Spirit. Spirit. From the words of the angel in a dream and an understanding of the action of the Holy Spirit, we look at this story with fresh eyes. Not so much focusing on Jesus who's born of a woman who's a virgin, but the birth of Jesus that happened as a result of the work of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? What does it mean to say that in the birth of Jesus, the Holy Spirit of God was at work in a special way? It means that we can now set aside doubt and debate on the virgin birth and concentrate on the truth that is revealed through Jesus. It means in our dilemmas we have something to hold on to. We have someone to turn to. It's helpful for us, I believe, to have a clearer understanding of the Jewish idea of the working of the Holy Spirit. We could interpret this in the light of the Christian understanding of the Holy Spirit, but Joseph wouldn't have been familiar with that, but only familiar with the Jewish idea of the Holy Spirit. Two important points. For Jews, the Holy Spirit was a person who brought God's truth to humanity. The Holy Spirit's the one that equipped the prophets with what to say. The Holy Spirit taught the people of God what to do. But for Christians, through the actions of the Holy Spirit, Jesus came and is the one person who brings God's unequivocal truth to the world. Jesus is the one person who can tell us. Jesus is the one person who can show us what God is like and what it is that God desires from each of us. In Christ alone, in Christ alone, we see who God is and what we as his followers ought to be. Before Jesus People had a very, a very vague idea or understanding of who God was. And many of their interpretations were wrong. And Jesus' birth, by the Holy Spirit, the time of guessing was gone. And the time of certainty has arrived. Jesus tells us truth about God and truth about ourselves. The problem is... We don't always like what the truth reveals. Which leads to the second thing that Jews understand about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings truth. And enables men and women to recognize the truth when they see it. In other words, Jesus opens our eyes to the truth. We're often blinded by our own ignorance. We're often led astray by our prejudices. Jesus helps us see the truth. Life is quite different when Jesus Jesus teaches us how to look at things. Life is quite different when Jesus teaches us how to look at things. 
And the result often is joy. We just have to learn to not be afraid. Thanks to the actions of the Holy Spirit, we don't have to be. Through the birth of Jesus, the Spirit of God was at work as never before in the world. I hope through this we understand a little better Joseph's dilemma and the work of the Holy Spirit in it. It's interesting in the scripture as we look at it, it's so much about Mary and Joseph, but Mary and Joseph don't even say a word. It's just the narrator and it's the angel. I don't know about you, what I do hear though in this passage is my own quandary. We can't finish this passage without considering what our dilemmas are. What is it we're facing? What is it we're doing? What is it we're struggling with? What is it we're considering? And the answer to, to what the right thing is, is unclear. Joseph, after a dream, faced a dilemma between doing what the letter of the law said and what his heart said. He had all rights to dismiss Mary, but he knew that was not the answer. Jewish Christians of the time were torn between this strong adherence to the letter of the law and the supreme demand of love to which their new faith called them. Joseph acts for the best of Mary's dignity by respecting the law and love. But what about us? What about us? How do we need to act to carry out the right thing? What do we need to do to reflect the truth? Sure would be nice if an angel would intervene for us. It sure would be nice if the Holy Spirit would be active, actively operative in our lives. So today we see that in the midst of anxiousness, Joseph becomes a model for each reader of the gospel. He heard the angel say, do not be afraid, and he wasn't. He trusted in the activity of the Holy Spirit to intervene, and the Spirit did. I believe today there are still angels among us. And that we too, that each of us, that you and me and all of us, we can be messengers of joy, flying in the face of fear. For God, Emmanuel, is truly with us. So don't worry. Be happy. Jesus has come, and the Holy Spirit ain't done with us yet. Amen. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit.